Hey everyone, welcome back into another episode of the Sumner County Sports Show powered by Brewster's Real Ice Cream. We have a lot to get into today, but before we do that, we got to talk about that sweet treat over at Brewster's Real Ice Cream. You see their website right there. They feature fresh homemade ice cream made right in the store each day. They offer 150 different flavors that are rotated daily, and they offer a full line of vegan ice cream made with oat milk and no sugar added fat-free options. They also offer Italian ices, sherbets, and fresh fruit sorbets. There is something for everyone. Enjoy your delicious treat with a fresh waffle cone located in the Lowe's parking lot next to Zaxby's in Hendersonville. Stop by and get you a scoop above the rest from a brand that continues to set high standards at 350 West Main Street and tell them Womble sent you. Okay, here on the Sumner County Sports uh, Sports Show, it's all about local, and that's exactly why we paired up with Brewster. So make sure you're getting over there soon whenever they open. Tentative date, December the 1st. I know they're still waiting on a couple things from the city so that they can pave. I think they got to get some electrical things in there. But as far as the inside, everything is complete to my knowledge. I'm going to get over there today and check it out. But make sure you're jumping over there as soon as they open and tell them that we sent you. Okay, our three big things today, we've got a lot to get into we're going to talk about cross country. We're going to talk a little bit about football playoffs. And of course, we're going to talk about the initial initial district and region pairings that the TWS to play recently sent out. Of course, schools have until November 17th to appeal those district and region pairings. But for the most part, it's probably going to stay the same. But looking at cross country, the cross country championships just wrapped up last week at Sanders Ferry Park in Andersonville. And it was a great event across both days, of course, starting with Division two and ending with the large class on the final day, which was Friday, November 3rd. And listen, shout out first off to the Brentwood girls for three peating, uh, something that is spectacular when you think about all of the great athletes and runners that have come through the state meet. Over the last three years, um, you know, they had before that they had reached second place and third place. And so a lot of credit actually goes to those 2019, 2018 classes at Brentwood High School for propelling these teams to three-peat. But moving closer to Sumner County, shout out to the Beach uh, cross-country team. They finished second in both the girls and boys. And so they had a remarkable season, remarkable race as well for what they did. Of course, you had Station Camp Runners. You had Liberty Creek's Abby Cobb headline Sumner County Runners on day one in the AAA uh, race finishing fourth. You had Merrill Hyde runners competing as well. So it was a great day at Sanders Ferry Park. If you missed any of our coverage at Main Street Preps, you can head on over to MainStreetPreps.com to check that out, whether it be a story from uh, Blaine Keller, myself, Russell Venosi. There's a lot to get into. We've got photo galleries as well. So if you missed anything uh, from our stories from this past week at the Cross Country Championships, make sure you're heading over to MainStreetPreps.com to check that out. And if you want to see result winners and just result winners alone, you you can, head on, you can head on over to tnmilesplit.com. They've got everything you need from first place all the way to the final place. And so that is that. Moving on to football playoffs, Justin. My pick'em just came out this week, and we're running down, we're running out of teams in Sumner County uh playing football on the gridiron. You know, for the most part, I got a lot of last week right, but there were a couple games that I got wrong. Um, excuse me, Meigs County at, at Westmoreland. I got that wrong. Sorry, Eagles. I've got you right there. As you can see, front page of the cover for the photo for that. My apologies. And then also my apologies to Portland High School. They went on the road and defeated Southwind High School in Memphis, Tennessee, 11-7. to 7. 
to get their school's first playoff victory since 2004. So shout out to Wes Inman, shout out to Chad Perry leading their respective teams to a round one victory. It's going to get a little bit more difficult in round two. Both teams have to go on the road. You've got Westmoreland going all the way down to Tyner Academy in Chattanooga, and you've got Portland hitting the road for Paris, Tennessee to take on the Henry County Patriots. And so, uh, but nevertheless, congratulations to those two for, uh, not even proving me wrong, honestly, because it's not about me, but for just winning and keeping your season alive. As Justin scrolls down here, you see that my record 64 and 22 on the season, including five and two last week, having a pretty good year, pretty good year. Would like to see maybe in the seventies and maybe in the, in the teens on the losses, but you know what? Beggars can't be choosers when you're, you know, over 40 games, over 500. Looking at some of the games this week, though, it's going to be kind of difficult to, to pick. You've got Beach and Smyrna for our Main Street Preps top 25. You've got Beach, the number 10, or excuse me, the number six seed against Smyrna, the number 15 seed. Listen, win or lose, this is going to be Beach's final home game of the postseason. If they win, they've got to travel to likely Kane Ridge. But hey, Clarksville could win that game as well. But either way, Beach is going to have to travel in the third round. And if they win that, they're going to have to travel in the fourth round. So uh, this is going to be Beach's final home game no matter what happens on Friday night. And listen, it should be a really good one. It may be the best in the county, honestly. Smyrna, of course, led by Arian Carter in the backfield, whose recruitment has just completely blown up this season. I mean, he's landed power five offer after power five offer, and he is going to be a handful for that beach defense. But on the other side, beach, they boast their own two-headed monster out of the backfield with Darius Johnson and J.P. Courtney. Those two have combined for over 2,000 rushing yards this year. So, listen, they've got an attack of their own. Beach's defense has been spectacular all season long. They were really good in that round one win over McGavick, and I expect much of the same again on Friday night. Listen, this is a program that I have been high on all season long. I'm going to stick with that. I think Beach moves on. Yes, it is close close but I think the Buccaneers move on to the quarterfinal round and again they're they're either going to play Clarksville or Kane Ridge but whoever they play I won't get into it too much I like their chances Beach could really make some noise in the class 6a playoffs this year it started last week and I think that train continues this Friday night with the win over Smyrna moving down the list listen Hendersonville, Gallatin, Station Camp, all those teams that did not make the playoffs. White House, or did make the playoffs, but lo did, lost in the first round. Congrats on your season. But we move on. Uh, who Who is it? We've got Pope Prep and Brentwood Academy. Pope Prep hits the road at Brentwood Academy, who enjoyed a bye week last week. Listen, their uh, regular season allowed for them to have a, a bye week going into the playoffs. And is that going to help them? Is that going to hurt them? Will Pope Prep take advantage all I know is this Pope prep got four-star quarterback Kenny Minchie back last week for the first round of the playoffs and he knocked some rust off. He, he looked really good. Uh, you know, throwing, I think to four, four touchdowns to three different receivers. I think Colin cook had two touchdown receptions. And so listen, anytime they have Kenny Minchie under center, this team can stand toe to toe with anybody in the state. I truly believe that those losses on their schedule in region play, it, it's hard to, to knock them. I mean, they didn't have not only, their best offensive weapon, but the one of the best offensive weapons, not only in the state of Tennessee, but the country. I mean, this kid competed at the elite 11 camp in the summer under Trent Dilfer to be the nation's best quarterback. So he is almost as good as you get at high school football. So to have him back, I don't think you can, I don't think you can overstate just the importance of having him back. 
listen, Brentwood Academy is a formidable opponent. They have a good quarterback of their own, George McIntyre. I think the second rated quarterback in the class of 2025. And so Brentwood Academy, a good football team. These two teams have split their last two meetings with Pope Prep taking the last one 24 to 21 in the playoffs to secure themselves the uh, the Division 3A or Division 2 3A semifinals for the first time in school history. And I think they do it again this season. I think Pope Prep goes on the road. I think Kenny Minchie has a great day. I think Josh Maylander, I think Colin Cook remind people just how good that deadly duo can be. And so I think they get the win on the road at Brentwood Academy. I talked a little bit about Portland earlier, talking about how they won their first uh, playoff game since 2004 last week. And, Listen, they, they've got to go on the road this week, and they've got to play Henry County, a team that, that they lost big time to uh, in the final week of the season. And, and so I, I'm sure no one outside of that locker room, outside of that school community, believes that they can win. But really, Justin, all that matters is what the team believes. And if the team believes that they can win, then they can definitely win. I think the formula remains the same as it does in any contest, whether you're the underdog or not the under or not the underdog. You've got to win the line of scrimmage. You've got to stay ahead of the change. You've got to win the turnover battle. You've got to make big plays. And and Portland has got to do that in a big, big way uh, on Friday night. Listen, Henry County is really good. and, And this team has probably got to win it all type of mentality. So it's going to be a tough uphill battle for Portland. But you know what? Maybe they can go on the road and shock everybody. But I've got Portland ending their season on the road at Henry County. And then our final game uh, of the playoffs in Sumner County, you've got Westmoreland traveling all the way down to Tyner Academy, which is in Chattanooga. You can see right there, Tyner Academy, as good as they are offensively, they may be better defensively. Uh, You know, they've given up, I think it was... 78 points, 76 points all season. You see right there, 42 of com- coming in. It's Alcoa in one game. You know, Trousdale County scored 14 in their game last week. So they've either given up a goose egg, a six or a seven in, in a couple other games here or there. They're really good. And so, you know, how is that going to shake out for, for Westmoreland? We're going to see, but I, I think they, uh, I think they're going to fall on the road at Tyner Academy. Listen, I've actually gone a lot further into this show than I wanted to. I haven't even talked about our initial district and region standings. I'm going to save that for the end of the show. So before we do that, though, before we welcome in Greta Parker, we're going to go to a quick break. Um, But before we do that, we got to tell you about our friends over at Brewster's Real Ice Cream, featuring fresh homemade ice cream made daily right in the store, located in the Lowe's parking lot next to Zaxby's in Hendersonville. Stop by for a delicious treat today. I'm good. I thought it was good. After every game, we always have a few. It's no big deal. It was no big deal. Hey, I can hold my liquor. I thought I could hold my liquor. It's just a few cocktails at happy hour. It was just a few cocktails at happy hour. You're <laughs> <laughs> really good try. There aren't any cops around. I didn't think there were any cops around. I drink and drive all the time. Sir. Sir, you've been in a serious crash. I'm going to hang out, okay? Love your hands, baby. 
back courtesy of Brewster's Real Ice Cream of Hendersonville. Fresh homemade ice cream made daily right in the store located in the Lowe's parking lot next to Zaxby's. Stop by for a delicious treat today where they make fresh homemade ice cream daily. It's never deep frozen. 150 flavors rotated daily. Vegan ice cream options as well made with oat milk. They have 14 flavors and of course they you've got to try their fresh baked waffle cones. Um, I know that we've got Greta Parker in I don't know if she can hear hear us at the moment, so we're trying to work through that. Uh, but as I told you, wanted to wanted to bring her in. Listen, we've got a lot to talk about. Uh, of course, want to talk about her Lady Wave basketball team, the success that they had last year. Want to talk about the girls league? There she is, right there, Coach Parker. How are you doing? Good. How are you? I'm doing very good. Nice to uh, nice to have you on. So, uh, as I was saying, I, I wanted to bring you on for a couple different things. Um, one, let's just go ahead and jump right into it. Your hoodie. It says the sisterhood right there. What I mean, where does that come from? How does that how does that initially come out? I saw the awesome, awesome door cover that you had. I know we've got a picture of that. Maybe we can get that in. Just tell us how that came about. Um, I am a huge Duke basketball fan. And um Coach K is one of my all-time favorite mentors. Um, I study him and uh, admire him and and I love that that he has built a culture there at Duke and now John Shire will carry that on with him as well but that's kind of what um we have been yep it is that's kind of what we've been trying for the last six years here to kind of do and demand a culture and an environment where um, girls who are privileged enough to um you know make the team talented enough to make the team uh understand that this is how we're going to do things and this is how we're going to carry ourselves. And it kind of symbolizes much more than just, you know, basketball wins and losses for us. It's just kind of who we are and who we're going to carry ourselves as. And, and the girls are really bought into it, especially this last year. Um, I, I made up my mind this past summer that that's what we were going to go with. I talked to all the seniors. They loved it. They fell in love with it. We, we talked as a unit about, you know, what it's going to represent for them and what they want it to represent and how we defined ourselves. And, and they use such good vocabulary words to do that. So um, it was a collaborative effort. Um, I think, I think we as coaches got together and kind of spearheaded it all, but um, the girls have bought into it and it's, it's been good. It's caught on. So I'm glad they, they need to play for something and wearing all this, you know, gear and things like that they get to walk around with their head held high and you can see a difference. I mean, we got practice jerseys this summer. First time we've ever had uh, Nike practice jerseys since I remember. And um, that was like Christmas, the day that they walked in. Uh, uh, Greta, I wanted to ask you, I've got to ask you, who did the the artwork on that thing? Cause it's, it's beautiful. Um, we, collaboratively did it me coach Crenshaw um, coach Tark was in there I kind of drew fundraiser I like things to be a little bit you know original of course you got to go online and I'm, I'm not that good I go online and kind of piece <laughs> things out but um, where it kind of stimulated for us was again the the Duke um, the brotherhood 
um, you know, thing they have going on. And, and it, it's a statement piece, you know, when people see it, they know sure. it. And that's kind of what Absolutely. I wanted. We, we have the heart on there in the basketball. So. Absolutely. And, and I wanted to ask you too, before we get into your girls basketball team, you started a girls league in Gallatin. What can you tell us about that? Just as far as, you know, whether they want to get involved, whether it be, you know, helping coaching, they want to get their daughters into play. Just tell us about the girls league that you've started in Gallatin. Um, it was me and my husband. We, we have had this dream um, for probably 10 years, but as you know, and any coach will tell you, you have to have gym access and gym access is hard. Um, so once we kind of got that hands on the gym access, as far as he, he coaches at Rucker, uh, coaches the girls there. And then, you know, I, I became head coach here. I feel like we had our hands in the um, scheduling book a little bit more. So um, when we decided that, hey, we're, we're going to give this a go, this is going to be the first year we started planning this, well, years ago, but we started putting pen, pen to paper and kind of contacting our community help and things like that, probably May, June, and um, kind of got hammered everything down. And we just knew that Gallatin is so far behind, especially in girls basketball, um, that we've, we have to start at, you know, second, third, fourth grade. Um, and then years down the road, we'll see that come to fruition here at the high school. And that's important. And even at the middle school level, um, we're just, we're just have been behind. So we um, decided to do it, talked with the community leaders, had a lot of community help and involvement, and it has been great thus far. Um, and that's just not coming from my mouth. I, I look forward to hearing feedback and the parents have been happy. The players are happy and um, our coaches have been wonderful, but um, it's definitely been a group effort and we're, we're really proud of it. Maybe, maybe a little too late for this year to sign up, but if, if people want to get involved, how can they do that? Well, our last game is actually this coming Saturday. We would love to have a bunch of people come. Um, we have tons of players, parents, families, friends, principals, teachers. They're all showing up supporting these um, these schools and their students, which is really cool. And that's one more thing we wanted to do was we wanted we wanted pride. We wanted um, relationships. We wanted, um, you know, the development even more of kind of a sisterhood of, oh, I played basketball with, you know, Cindy since the third grade. And, you know, maybe some of them will come to Gallatin. A lot of, some of them will go to Liberty Creek. Some of them will go to Hendersonville, Station Camp, wherever. But we're getting the fundamentals and the love for the game at a really young age. And that's to us is important. But our last game is a Saturday. It's at Rucker Stewart. And we're there from 730 in the morning to about 230 in the afternoon. And, um, but next year we're hoping to do the exact same thing. We'll have signups, um, every elementary school in Gallatin, um, had third, fourth and fifth grade girls was sent home a sign-up sheet and an information sheet. And then we had parent meetings and coaches meetings. And it was, it was, it was, um, very late, well laid out. So hopefully we'll, I mean, we had 117 kids this year sign up, which is crazy. And wow. we were, we were praying for 40 and then it <laughs> coming and just kept coming so it was 117 kids that got to fall in love with basketball and um grow and some might never play again but hopefully they made memories and had fun and you know picked up a little bit of skill along the way but um i'm anxious to see our retention rate of course the fifth graders will go on and they'll be able to play middle school ball if they if they try out and make it but um it's been so fun just to watch the girls uh, matter of fact a coach called me last night and said uh coach parker 
um, what are we supposed to do about the girls that cried? It was our last practice and they were devastated because they weren't going to have another practice again. <laughs> so, um, those are good tears. Those are good tears. Absolutely. I, I want to talk to you about your girls basketball team coming off a really good year last year. I mean, the first time you'd won the district tournament since 1999, you know, I remember talking to you about it. 2011, you go to the region tournament, region, region semifinals. Um, and you're coming back this year with a, a very experienced group. I mean, practice is just tipped off. What's your, I guess, what's your early feelings going into this season about, about your girls basketball team? We have all of the same talent and we have all the same tools um, where we have to step it up is uh, leadership. Um, and everybody's like, oh, you've got six seniors. We do have six seniors, but we've got to have leadership. We've got to have on-court leadership, off-court leadership, locker room leadership, practice leadership, game day leadership, classroom leadership. We, we've got to have somebody step up and, and be a, a constant. And we do. We have we have six seniors. And that's – a lot of people can't say that. Um, but – We've got great kids, high character kids. Uh, all six seniors have the ability to go play college if they want to. That's nuts, you know. At some level, that that's that's kind of nuts to think that. But um, they have set out, and they as a team, and they as seniors have set out and determined where they want to go. We talked about it at the end of last year, kind of post conferences, and and everybody was on the same page on their own. We as coaches know where we want to go, but. Um, I'm confident that, that with continual work and progression and again, gaining that leadership from multiple people, um, on a more consistent basis is going to get us where we want to go. They, they know, we talk about all the time. Last year was last year, kids. Nobody cares about last year. This year is this year. So it's a, it's a new ball game, but the fire that I have seen and practices, um, is fun. It's fun. So it's going to be fun. It's going to be exciting. I think, I think you're right. And, you know, I wanted to ask you about this basketball obviously means a great deal to you, Greta, but it's a family affair. You mentioned your husband is, is the girls basketball coach at Rucker, Maggie, your daughter on the team, Cannon, your son on the team. And I, I, I know you have a, a, a younger daughter and I, I forget, I don't know her name. So I apologize. I'll let you fill in the blank there. But my point is basketball is a family affair for you. Sports are a family affair. What's it like for for you just to kind of when you step back, say when you're coaching Maggie, and I know you don't coach her any differently than anybody else, but when you, you step back and you say and you see that that's your that's your daughter, it's her senior year, and you're counting on her to be a leader. What's I guess what's that like for you? It's hard. Uh, I it's hard. Um, Maggie is as far as just um, you know a, a kid. She's a great kid. She's a great kid on off the floor. She's she's my kid, so she's a great kid. But. <laughs> I can say she's a great kid and, and really, truly mean it. Um, she's one of our vocal leaders. Um, I know what she's going to give me on the floor. Her teammates know what she's going to give us on the floor. But I have to do a better job at being a mom, especially this year, um, because it's so hard to be both. We talk about, like, in the car, and we laugh about it. She's like, okay, am I talking to mom or am I talking to coach, you know? <laughs> Um, and with Cannon too, but it's a little different cause I'm not his coach, but Maggie takes a lot. I'm not, I'm not even going to sugarcoat anything. She takes a lot and, um, she gives a lot. She takes a lot cause I expect more as a parent, you expect more, you know, um, we, we use the term all the time, coach's kid. Cause she catches a, you know, she's, she's in the locker room and what, what happens in the locker room stays in the locker room and, you know, and there's that bond there with the teammates and. It's just it's just a hard spot to be in, but I think she does really well at it. Um, 
I'm looking forward to seeing her grow again this year. She's going to play at the next level mm-hmm. at UT Stern. Um, and, and I think she'll be ready for that. Uh, I, I've always tell her, if you can play for your parent, you can play for anybody. Cause they're not going to, there's not going to be too many more people that are harder on you than your parent, but um, Cannon's going to, going to be a, a good role player and good, good uh, leader for the boys as well. I know coach Lynn will have him exactly where he needs to be. Um, yeah, it, it is a family affair. We, we live and breathe this stuff. So, I mean, we don't leave our schools or our offices or our gyms usually until seven, seven thirty every night. And that's on and off night. So um, <laughs> there's just to do, you know, but yeah, we have um, Maggie Cannon are the twins. They're seniors this year. They'll graduate. And then we have Brooklyn who plays at Schaefer. Um, and then Molly, our youngest, she, she's playing in the girls league and she's doing really well. She plays for union. So we don't know anything different. Molly's been sleeping in a, a play, <laughs> play pen at, at practice since she was born. So it's a, it's a, that I, that's, you know, that's, I guess that's what's so common or great about Gallatin. You know, you, you mentioned how you're, you're raising this family up in this Gallatin community. I think Bobby Luna did the same thing and uh, obviously makes for great basketball played at, at Gallatin high school. Coach Parker, we really appreciate you jumping in with us today. And, uh, yeah, congratulations on all, all the success with the Girls League, the Sisterhood, and best of luck this season. We'll catch up soon, okay? Perfect. Thank you for having me. You bet. You bet. See ya. That was Gallatin head coach Greta Parker, girls basketball coach Greta Parker joining the show. Uh, yeah, they're going to have – I think they're going to have a really good season this year. I mentioned that won the district tournament last year f- for the first time since 1999, 16 years, and they should be loaded and, and have a really fun season uh, ahead. I, I look forward to seeing how that one plays out. We're going to jump to a very quick break. Um, but when we come back, we'll hand out player of the year or excuse me, player of the week. And then I'll hit on a little bit of district and region pairing. But before we do that, we've got to talk to you about our good friends over at Brewster's real ice cream, featuring fresh homemade ice cream made right in the store each day. They offer 150 different flavors that are rotated daily, including a full line of vegan ice cream that is made with oat milk and no sugar added fat free options. They also offer Italian ices, sherbets, and fresh fruit sorbets. There is something for everyone. Enjoy your delicious treat with a fresh waffle cone located in the Lowe's parking lot next to Zaxby's in Hendersonville. Stop by and get you a scoop above the rest from a brand that continues to set high standards at 350 West Main Street. Tell them Womble sent you. It was just a few drinks. I'm good. I thought it was good. After every game, we always have a few. It's no big deal. It was no big deal. Hey, I can hold my liquor. I thought I could hold my liquor. back just a couple minutes left with you and we're going to hit on our player of the week as I told you before the break so Caden Teeman and I hope I'm pronouncing his his last name correctly but he's a senior at Beach High School and has he not he's been everywhere for the Bucks this year he's been so good but he was great last week finishing the 49-22 win over McGavick with four total touchdowns and two interceptions and get this he touched the ball only six times and accumulated 187 
total yards. He scored three touchdowns, including 54, 16, and 21 yards in the first quarter and capped off his night with a 49-yard punt return for a score in the second quarter. Again, like I said, ending his night with six total touches, 187 total yards, just a spectacular, spectacular performance from Caden Teeman from Beach High School. He's an athlete, wide receiver, running back, defensive back, he outside linebacker. I mean, he kind of does it every does it all. You see the pictures right there. Just a really good back, good athlete out in space. So congratulations to Beach senior Caden Teeman for finishing the 49-22 win over McGavick with four total touchdowns and two interceptions. So just, I mean, marvelous. And listen, I don't have a, we, the interview with coach Parker ran a little bit long today. I ran long in the first segment. I really didn't get a chance to talk to you about district and, and region realignments. That's on mainstreetpreps.com. It's on the Hendersonville standard, the Gallatin news, the Portland sun.com where I lay everything out for Sumner County from basketball, baseball, softball, all the way down to volleyball. Listen, there is a lot to get into Justin. If you want to pull that up for and then I don't know, the next 30 seconds, we can do that just to kind of give people an idea of what is going on. But again, baseball, basketball, softball, uh, soccer, track and field, you name it, it is on there. You see it right there. They announced the initial district and region pairings for the 2023-2024 seasons. Uh, so again, there's a lot to look forward to, a lot to, to look into. You've got station camp. Liberty Creek, probably the two biggest winners of anybody, uh, soccer, golf, volleyball. They really, they really got a win, I think, in district and region pairings. Um, you look at some other teams, Beach, Hendersonville dropping in football to what I call the region of death with Beach, Hendersonville, uh, Henry County, Springfield, Portland, and Hunters Lane. I mean, that is beyond difficult. So uh, there's a lot to dig into. There's a lot to dive into on that story right there Sumner County TSSAA announcing initial district and region pairings and that will do it for this week's edition of the Sumner County Sports Show I of course am Zach Womble he's Justin Kulik and we will see you next week